if you were looking for your overpriced Java fix at the uh, local Starbucks today, you may have noticed your local place was closed. And that's because today, right across the U.S. and Canada, about 9,500 Starbucks closed uh, to train staff this afternoon uh, on a culture of warmth and belonging. And this is all connected to the arrest of those two black men who were kicked out of a Starbucks because they hadn't bought anything. And, of course, they were arrested. And while I think this uh, move wins the game of optics, you know, the public relations game, it certainly is not going to solve this issue. And so, you know, how much of this is just on optics and how much is this really about solving situations and uh, issues that really are embedded in an individual's emotions? I mean, that's not something you can do in an afternoon of Starbucks training. But nonetheless, if you're looking for the optics of this, Starbucks did indeed win that. Let's bring in Mark Gordon. He is a marketing and customer expert. Uh, and he joins us now really on um, did Starbucks get anything accomplished today? Hey there. Hey, Alex. How are you? I'm good. So your your takeaway from this would be success? Well, my takeaway would be you nailed it. From an optics perspective, I would say it's definitely success. However, I, I have to say, uh, in my opinion, it's not only going to be short-lived, but I think there was a, a significant ulterior motive here uh, on the part of Starbucks. Which is what then? Is, is just to win the public relations game? Well, not just that. So when, when those two gentlemen were originally arrested, mm-hmm. you know, everyone pointed their fingers towards Starbucks as a corporation and said, this is a company that has some problems. This is a company that, that doesn't understand the community and, and their place in it and all this other stuff. So by Starbucks doing this, this um, sort of you know, afternoon powwow and you know, this kumbaya session and getting everyone all warm and fuzzy, what they've done now is they've shifted the responsibility away from themselves and towards their employees. So should something like this happen again, right. if Starbucks can say, wait a minute, it's not us. We've trained everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows our company culture, and, and we've implemented the policies. This is clearly the result of a rogue employee who didn't follow protocol. So they can now wash their hands of this as a company. Right. I mean, they did play it very uh, smart in the sense that, you know, the CEO, you know, the buck stopped with him. He flew out to the situation. He immediately took control of it. And then you kind of launched these campaigns. But they are very well crafted. They're very expensive campaigns. And they're 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 built by teams of people, of lawyers and and litigators and uh, marketing and, and crisis management within Starbucks. So it's all really about protecting the Starbucks brand, not necessarily we're going to change the world. It is. And, and I perhaps I'm a bit of a romantic here in, in the business world, but I do like to believe that this came from a good place, that uh, Howard Schultz uh, really did want to make a difference and try to, you know, make the company a, a more um, welcoming and accepting place and, and understand that, you know, uh, you can't have employees sort of bring their, their, uh, <laughs> their baggage you know, with them to the office every day. And, but let me and, let me uh, stop you there, though, because this is a company that prides itself on hashtags and coming up with the cause of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. the baristas there are really social justice uh, servers. And so, you know, you can't on one hand say, hey, stand up for this cause, because they do stand up for a lot of different causes. And then all of a sudden turn around and say, 
hey, you can't be emotional about any of these things and this is how we're going to do it. They're completely contradictory. Well, I think we have to look at the fact that, you know, all these social causes come from the top. Right? These are all corporate initiatives. Sure. And, so how uh, sincere are they? Sorry? So how sincere are they? I think they could be very sincere when they start from the top, but by the time they work down mm-hmm. to the, um, you know, to the part-time high school student who's just trying to make enough money to, you know, pay for that new car or whatever, uh, you know, they don't give a crap. Yeah. I, I really don't think they care, and uh, I don't think they have any vested interest in it. And um, that's part of the reason I don't know if this this whole program now is going to 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 be effective because you've got a high turnover of staff sure. in this type of business. So everything the people are learning today and they feel really good about, will they be there a month from now or six months from now? I don't know. And then you have a fresh crop of employees. Are they going to be trained again? I don't think so. Uh, and then on top of that, they, I don't think they're emotionally mature enough, even with this teaching. You know, one afternoon, I mean, you touched on it. It's a lifetime of, of, of experiences that you harbor that, that, you know, I mean, we all have biases in some form. And we like to think that as we get older and more mature, we're able to, to separate them or at least uh, objectively assess the situation. You get some, you know, 17 or 18-year-old mm-hmm. in there and you get an angry customer and the adrenaline starts to go. Are they going to be able to step back and say, well, wait a minute, I, I'm going to refer back to my training for that afternoon back in May. Right. And, but, and here's how I'm going to handle it. Okay. And then what do you happen then if you've got a situation? Because there will be people on the outside that take advantage of this, that want to push the buttons. Because after this thing uh, broke with the two men uh, being arrested, you had other tapes surfacing saying, hey, I was also locked out of the bathroom. It's because everyone else wanted to join into this particular movement. And so there's no question there are going to be people that go in purposely to um, either poke the bear or kind of, you know, try to make a point of how they were treated at Starbucks. Oh, and it could be Starbucks, it could be any other big corporation, but, you know, you kind of invite uh, problems because the staff's always going to be tested. Absolutely. And I think in the case of Starbucks, if they may implement uh, clear policies and the employees and staff understand those policies and, and whatever issues there are are kind of fit within that framework, it really shouldn't be an issue. So, for example, they've made it very well known now to everybody, both within and outside of the company, that you can use the facilities without having to be a paying customer. So Mm -hmm. it's very clear now. That's that's a clear policy. I'm not sure what other policies they're going to implement, but as long as things kind of fit within that framework, everything should be fine. It's when you get a situation outside of that, that the employees have to start making a decision on the fly. Are they empowered enough to make the right decision? Are they emotionally mature enough to to de-escalate the situation. I personally don't think so, but well, I guess only time will tell. So what happens then to their competitors? What do they now do? Is this a market changer? I think uh, a lot of the competitors, I think, are going to wait and see. You know, I mean, uh, like you said, Starbucks did a great PR job. Uh, They spun this really well. They came out, you know, looking better than they did before. Uh, So, you know, other companies, other fast food companies or coffee companies or, or whatever, I think they're going to step back and wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And if all of this kind of blows over and, and the same things happen again in six months, I think they'll they'll just quietly, you know, smile and, and say, well, that, that was a nice try on the part of Starbucks. But, you know, uh, you can't change the world overnight. Uh, but you know what? Should it go the other way and Starbucks all of a sudden becomes a, a, a world leader yeah. in uh. customer treatment, 
who knows? You you might get Tim Horton starting to to you know do these kinds of right. But again, they're businesses, and 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 you know when you go to the Starbucks, you'll always see the people that are there for nine or ten hours with their computer. I mean, they make it their office, um, and if they've changed the policies so that no one can be kicked out, you know, you invite other problems. You do, you do, and uh, again, you know, there's going to be this interesting dynamic between policies that have now been created or or. Yeah, I guess policies that have been created for these new situations Mm -hmm. versus how employees will handle situations that kind of fall outside of those policies. And I I expect even, you know, best case scenario, there's going to be some bumps along the way. I think that's expected. I think it's perfectly normal. The question is, is the company culture going to change and is it going to be impacted positively on the front lines with staff who, again, don't have a huge vested interest in the company there's no kind of profit sharing and that'll be next so (laughs) we share everything because as my son says caring sharing or sharing is caring yeah that'll be the next step uh (laughs) mark i gotta go but thank you so much thank you have a good night that's mark gordon he is a customer uh experience expert you know that'll be the next thing starbucks will say hey you can share in our profits because sharing's caring hey no i doubt it on global news radio